2: ...that you're right, yet to fail all the same. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny still
0: arrives. Evacuate
1: the city. Engage all defenses... Get this man a shield.
3: Fun isn't something one considers when balancing the universe.
2: But this <laughs> does put a smile on my face. FW Presents, everybody, and we have an all-star team here to talk about, of course, Avengers Infinity War. I'm one of your hosts, Rob Kelly, and joining me are... The Irredeemable Shag! I am
3: Steve Rogers. Uh no, I'm Chris Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Daly. Oh. And Siskoid. <laughs> I love that high energy Ryan
1: brings to the proceedings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because this roll call could have been planned out a little bit better. Yes. It's Marvel. You're all supposed to give yourself, you know, some sort of adjective name. Where do you think I got Irredeemable from? A Marvel comic. Oh, we're using our made-up names? Uh, okay, so, <laughs> so,
2: so, yeah, we're here to talk about Avengers Infinity War, uh, the big movie, the big movie of the summer. S- certainly, it's going to end being the number one movie of the year, probably, unless Han Solo is really popular. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're just here to kind of talk about this movie. We all saw it. So let's – I want to start off with sort of a baseline because we have not had a chance on the network so far to really get into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, like, guys, what is your baseline with these movies? Like, do you – are you huge fans of these movies? Were you really excited about this one? Let's start with Cisquit.
4: Well, I like them as a, a series. I, it feels like reading a comic series. Uh, obviously – we switch from character to character, but it's all one big world. They're all kind of connected, so it's kind of like reading comics, you know. Uh, so I like them on that level, and uh, they're usually well made. They usually have humor. I, you know, I like them generally. Uh, so, uh, so this one was just going to be another chapter. So even when there's a weaker chapter, you know, it's still a good time at the movies with my friends.
1: I've enjoyed all of them. Um, I, I am a really big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe These They consistently give me a lot of joy They're It's kind of like the one movie that I look forward to every year Is whatever they're putting out I mean, it used to be the Marvel movies and Star Wars And then Star Wars betrayed me um, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> But it's, no I mean I, I just I I really am a, a deep Fan of this series this set of movies It's uh, like I have said before I have Enjoyed every single installment In this universe I'm not Going to say they're all great movies Some of them are very flawed And some of them are more Forgettable than others but I have Enjoyed all of them I own all of them I have seen all of them more than Once um, it's just uh, It's a it's the best sort of TV series that you know. You have to go see in the theater. Um, so yeah, I I was really I was looking forward to this one too. You you own all of them? Yeah, the
2: digital
4: copies. Yeah. Wow, that's imp- that's you, a, that's impressive. You even bought Thor two? I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have most of them on
2: DVD. I mean, yeah. yeah it's a, it seems like a huge commitment when you're talking about so many movies. So Chris, what about you?
3: Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of them. I I really enjoy them. I I look at it kind of like the other guy said. I it's always a great time. It's a it's the whole family enjoys them. It's something we can all do together. We talk about them. Um, you know when we're uh, anticipating going to see the movies. And uh, there's been a few that I've not liked as well as others. But overall, I I've, I've been entertained by every one. Uh, and this one, I was very excited for it but i was also a little apprehensive just because of the nature of the story i was afraid okay what's going to happen to these characters so i had that kind of comic booky feel of a big comic you know crossover event even before i saw the movie so but yeah so but i was really looking forward to it though despite that
0: Chad, hmm. hate them all of them No, um, I love the Marvel movies I I read a lot more Marvel comics than I do DC comics lately, surprisingly I Uh, I don't know yeah, I don't know whether it's the Marvel app or the Marvel movies that have energized me, but I love Marvel comics. And so these movies are just so exciting. And for me, part of it is my marketing background in that nobody has done this before. Major franchise, multiple films, different lead stars, and you know, yet it's all interconnected and it's been such a huge success. No one has ever done this in the history of cinema, and Marvel keeps doing it 10 years now. It's astonishing. And then I even got more re-energized in the last few months because my daughter came to me. We were talking about them. There's something. And she goes, Daddy, I've, I've never seen these movies. I'm like, yes, you have. Of course you have. She's like, no, I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. That's it. I'm like, what? So over the last few months, we've been doing a huge binge watch. She's watched every single Marvel movie, even Incredible Hulk. And um, she's seen all of them now. And so we went to go see it together. And she had a blast. And I, I love these films. Awesome. I'm very, very happy. Interesting. Yeah, for me, I, I've seen every one of them in the theater. Uh,
2: but uh, I, I tend to group them in, in three sections. And, and the one is like to one the ones I think that are genuinely pretty lousy, which I would say are like Iron Man 2 and Oof. Thor 2 and okay. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I actually thought that one was really bad. Oh. Yeah, I, oh know, I, I know. I'm in the minority Ooh, on that. I'm in the minority yeah, on that. Yeah, I
3: like that better than the first one. Oh, my God. <laughs> me too.
2: Then there's, me too. A, then there's a middle section where I'm like, they're fine. They're, just, they're fine. Now, there's, there's gradations there, because that, that's the biggest chunk. But these are movies that I enjoy them when I watch them, and then I forget them the minute I'm, like, by the time I'm in my car, I've forgotten what's even happened with them. Like, I can't even tell you the plot of Avengers. I know Loki attacks, but that's about it. That's all I remember from that movie. And, and so, to me, there's something about the Marvel formula, which is very much reminiscent of the Marvel comics, where it's like you kind of know what you're going to get. And there's only slight variations. And, and I, Shag and I have talked about this on Fire and Water, where, like, to me, the Marvel movies are, are, are really great examples of the Marvel comics in that you know the DC movies, like the DC comics, swing wildly because there just is not a unifying sort of approach the way there is for Marvel. And so to me, Marvel movies are always going to be around a B plus B, maybe C+. But that's about it. And they're not going to get too much higher than that or too much lower than that. Meanwhile, over at DC, you can get, like, The Dark Knight, and then you can get Catwoman. I mean, you could just go all over the place with the DC movies. (laughs) Marvel's more consistent. And the movies uh, of the Marvel Universe that I genuinely love, that I want to watch more than once, it's a very short list. It's only actually two movies out of all 18 that I actually have watched more than a couple of times. So I was sort of like, well, okay. I mean, I'm going to go see it because it's like, as as Shag said, this is like, this has never been done on this scale. I mean, to be perfectly accurate, Universal did do this in the 40s with their monster Mm -hmm. characters, but not to this scale, obviously. Um, But this is unlike anything we've ever seen. So I was apprehensive just because I'm kind of like, well, I don't know. How how big is this? I, I don't know. We'll see. So that's where I was going into it. Now, we should warn everybody before we get started, we're not going to do a non-spoiler section. This is going to be spoiler-heavy right from the get-go. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you probably shouldn't be listening anymore because we're going to spoil stuff. Chris, what did you think of Avengers Infinity War?
3: It delivered on all fronts for me. I I said that the minute I saw it, um, the minute I walked out of the theater, I still feel the same way. There's no ambivalence about, was that really as good as I thought it was? No, it it was. And uh, I, I thought they did a masterful job of bringing in elements from all the different films. I mean, it's like Shaq said, it is, I mean, yes, Universal did it, but at this level it is unprecedented. It is just amazing that they had callbacks to characters that we haven't even seen in the movies for like six, seven years, and then they pop up on the screen, and it's like, yes, that makes total sense. And, I mean, it just felt, the feeling of it felt like that epic, comic crossover it felt like crisis on infinite earths which is another you know nail in dc cinematic coffin that they can't even do the own <laughs> do the movie version of of uh, one of their greatest uh, sagas now because marvel's already beat them to it uh but it, it just uh yeah i was i was wowed and floored the whole time and i still am and i saw it twice already so wow okay yeah
1: <laughs> brian what about you uh, I've also seen it
3: twice. Uh,
1: I liked it better the second time. I uh, really enjoyed it, and and I think I liked it better the second time because I I kind of watched it from a different perspective. Um, and to to kind of go back to what I was saying before with the first question, I was looking forward to this movie, but I was also a little bit trepidatious or tre- uh, a little bit hesitant about it because. When they first announced that this movie was coming up at the end of their Phase 3, it was back in 2014, they said 2018, Avengers Infinity War, Part 1. 2019, Avengers Infinity War, Part 2. They said this was going to be a two-part movie. And then about a year ago, they kind of just said, nope, this one is Infinity War, the next movie will be something else. It'll it'll have a different story, a different end, and people are like, "Okay." And I think a lot of people just assumed, "All right, this would be a beginning, middle, and end." Um, and I, I was nervous at first about the fa- about the idea that they were kind of breaking a, a movie up into two parts because historically that could go really well or really badly, and I think that. When Hollywood has adapted one story and split it over two movies or more, it has largely met with failure. And I would point to the Hobbit movies, the last two Harry Potter movies, and the last two Hunger Games movies because those were adaptations of a story that was not structured to be broken up that way. So when I watched the last two Harry Potter movies I like the first one felt like 2 hours of setup with no really satisfying payoff and the last one felt like two 2 hours of an action sequence with no build up in, or investment in the characters so watching those movies individually felt just wildly unsettling but if you take a movie like something like Kill Bill which was done in two volumes Tarantino wasn't adapting a Madeira. He was able to structure those movies himself So that they did have A nice narrative flow And a logical place to break them up I was hoping that this one Would be more like that And I think it is Because And I kind of really bit into this The second time I watched the movie I felt like this movie has A definitive ending in one sense Because I think this movie Is Thanos' movie I think mm-hmm. Thanos is the protagonist of this movie It's it's it, Like If you're watching it from the perspective of the Avengers The so-called heroes Then it does feel like a cliffhanger ending It feels like Well what happens in part two It's The story's not done If you think of it as Thanos is the one whose Actions, motivations, and decisions are driving the plot Then the story is done He got what he wanted It's mission accomplished It ends with him looking at the sunrise Having succeeded in his goal So I think this movie does Sort of is Infinity War And it was a self-contained story In a sense, in as much as The Empire Strikes Back Was Like, I don't really think that movie was a cliffhanger Even though there were stories That were unresolved But for the most part it was just the heroes lost And that sucked, but that could have been a finite end And I think this one Kind of works that way too so the next Avengers movie that comes out in a year will be, a, a, I, I think it will have a different focus and a different viewpoint and more emphasis on the heroes. Shag, your what initial was, thoughts? What was your question? I don't even remember what your question was. <laughs> I, don't, I don't
0: remember either. I <laughs> liked it. I liked the movie. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit as well. Um, I my favorite of the Marvel movies that I like to rewatch the most is Civil War, uh, simply because it's the big superheroes all getting together. So I was kind of thinking, OK, this is the this is the next Civil War because all the characters are getting together. Big fight. So I was excited about that. I will say I don't know that I'm in love with it as much as everybody else. I I, I should. All right. I, I guess I should put this uh, sort of phrases. I do enjoy it quite a bit. I love the movie. I'm going to see it again. However, I really don't think if you step back from it, there's not really much of a plot. I mean, the plot is basically Thanos just going around and getting the jewels. That's it. And so really, I feel like it's more like it's a lot of cool, and I mean really cool, character interaction moments that they came up with, and they hung them loosely through the plot is kind of how it works or they hung a plot between it sort of thing because you know really what this movie about is is let's see Star-Lord and the rabbit together that's funny let's see uh, not Star-Lord I'm sorry let's see Thor and the rabbit together that's hilarious let's see the battle of the goatees you know science and magic you know you putting these different characters together is wonderful and hilarious and fun and that's what the core of this movie is the plot is almost secondary I, I feel like so so from that perspective I love the character interactions but the plot didn't really grab me that much now having uh, having recently reread the Infinity Gauntlet comic book, eh, there's not much there either. and we'll talk I guess we'll talk more about that later. But, um so I, to touch on what Ryan's talking about the next one, and I guess we'll probably speculate more later, but you know, if you notice, at the very end of this movie, all the core Avengers are still alive. Right. They didn't fade away. All your guest stars did. You lose your Spider-Man, you lose your Doctor Strange, those kind of characters like that. So it tells me the second movie is going to be a smaller sort of character piece about the core Avengers. I don't think it's going to be a big crossover the next one. It's going to be about the core Avengers. And it, I, I would liken it more to like Back to the Future 2 and 3 because those were both filmed at the same time. They were planned out at the same time however they're very different stories with very different feels so i think that's kind of what you're going to get between these two movies so
1: yeah i think i think the next one will be the last ride of the avengers like as you point out cuz it's the end of the contract for some of these characters i think it will be a send off so it makes sense to focus on the characters that we we grew to love over phase 1 um, and i actually watching it the second time i was think i had that in mind and i was thinking about uh agent colson his his Dying words to Nick Fury In the first Avengers when he says This was never going to work unless they had something To avenge
3: Mm. and I
1: think That plays into the end of this movie And how Mm -hmm. it's going to set up What the survivors are going to be Faced with.
2: Related to what Shag said and it's all awkward to bring up But just before we started uh, Max, Nathaniel and Zoom Were going to be in on this and then they just faded to dust So it's just us, (laughs) the five of us I don't know what's happening (laughs) But uh, uh, Siskoi, what are your initial thoughts on the movie?
4: Well, I think Ryan and, and um, Shag really, you know, spoke my mind for me, uh, more or less, because, uh, yeah, exactly. This is how, I mean, for me, it felt a little flat just because, the, you know, the stakes are, Yeah, the next movie is going to have, you know, Captain America dying or whatever. All the big emotional moments are going to come later and when we look at these films as one piece which we'll be able to do in a year as like one big massive five-hour movie or whatever uh then maybe they'll resonate more you know as part of that that one story but in this while there are a couple of character deaths that are let's call them final ish um no resurrections well, some are possible. I mean, we all know. We'll, we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But we we know what happened to Gamora in the comics. So even though even though she's she dies here, that, that doesn't have to be the end, you know. Um, but all the everybody else just you know fades to dust. Half people, yeah. We we did that all night, you know, through the weekend. <laughs> we, we would just always go to dust every time we leave, or every time we said something would leave, um, we dust it up, but. Uh, So it just felt like, well, this is all going to be undone anyway. It just feels like it's going to be undone. It's all going to be undone. Uh, So what's left, the film is necessarily very plotty. I mean, the to to say the reverse of what shag said but really the same thing (laughs) it's just like incident 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 sequence 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 but the like i don't know emotional moments which sometimes you know things like guardians of the galaxy volume two for example had like some heart-wrenching moments towards the end this doesn't because we are left not with a (gasps) gasp what it's not a gasp for me. It's a, oh, well, of course. I'm much too used to comics to know there There's no way Spider-Man is actually all dusted up. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no way. Uh, we know these people will have further movies as well. So it's it tells me, ah, uh, well, none of it is real in a sense. So to me, that that just left me a little cold as far as, as that went, as far as emotional weight went. But Shag is totally right to say that it's just like the character dynamics, the interesting combinations. Let's put the two Sherlock's together. Let's put, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're essentially the same character. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. So- well, yeah, the, I think the big line that, that was missing is like that one of them should have said, no shit Sherlock at some point yeah. to the other, <laughs> uh, which would have been a nice meta moment, but it's already a meta moment just to put them together. Just not, not just because they've, they've played Sherlock Holmes, but because they're the same character. Mm-hmm. They're the yeah, they have
1: bag. Almost the exact same they have almost the exact yeah. same origin just swap technology for magic exactly so put, putting them together yeah putting them together uh, makes
4: sense and you've got an interesting dynamic there and then you know let's insert spider-man in there let's insert the guardians in there uh, you know uh, uh, quill versus Thor that whole dick measuring contest
0: yes.
4: <laughs> it's very very fun ideas to put the, these things together and whenever the film went to another point of view let's say when they went to the guardian land suddenly it's funny and there's music and you know they're respecting the tones of yes. each of the properties as well so it's actually
1: that, oh, it's very sorry. fun i i did just want to jump in on that like the screenwriters for this one is um, Marcus and McFeely, the same guys who have written the previous three Captain America movies. Um, but uncredited, and I do think he needs a, a shout-out, is James Gunn, the director of the or the writer and director of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And he did kind of consult on this one um, in as his much name, as... His like, name's definitely in the credits
0: somewhere. He's, I he's was an executive producer. producer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, yeah. yeah but um, he, I think he consulted on the Guardians scenes, too, to kind of make sure that they felt... Of the right tone and everything. And you could definitely feel it. Like as soon as they come on, like their scenes I was like, I, I would have assumed that he wrote those. Like that he I think he did. Before.
3: That's, and, that's and what I already well, did.
1: He very well might have, yeah. but it definitely they felt like a seamless transition. Given that we have never seen the Guardians really cross over into these other worlds. I think they managed to
0: bring them together really, really well. I mean, Star-Lord's a tough character to write, and it it, it shouldn't be, but to get him right, it is, and those lines are delivered perfectly. Like when he's with Tony Stark, and you're like, that plan's okay, but it kind of sucks. You know, it's just, it's hysterical. It's so Star-Lord. I wanted to follow up real quick on something Siskoid said about how you know everything's going to be undone so there wasn't an emotional punch. I was the same way. Everyone I knew was the same way. However, well, not everyone I knew, because I ran into a buddy of mine in the lobby, and his, uh, my daughter and his daughter know each other. His 13-year-old daughter was in the bathroom crying her eyes out after the end of the film because all of her favorite characters died and she was a inconsolable wreck at that point so there are people out there young enough who haven't been jaded like us old farts about the way movies and comic books work that genuinely felt the emotional impact i mean the part where spider-man dies even though it's meaningless to us because we know he's coming back because hell he's a sony character he's not marvel they can't kill him but He's got was, a movie next year. It's <laughs> like coming out after Avengers 4. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he's not in it. Anyway, um, it's <laughs> it was a very touching scene, the way he's like, you know, I don't want to go. I don't want or whatever he was saying, you know, with Tony. I mean, that was touching. So to someone who wasn't jaded, that probably was an emotional, you know, punch. So I, yeah. I, I think it was effective. I, I wish mean, it just spent a little more time on some of those
4: moments just to make them not because the person turning to dust is is important in the you know, that their their death will be undone. But the reaction of the person that's with them. So for example, Rocket. Rocket is the character that has that says earlier in the film that he has everything to lose. And in the in volume two of Guardians, he just realized he found his family. He finally has a family. And the the whole film is about fatherhood and family. So to to, to have him separated from the rest and he's only with Groot, who is partner slash you know at this point son kind of thing and see he sees Groot dust up in front of him that moment we should have felt it more we should have been with Rocket a whole lot more because he just lost he doesn't know he's lost every other Guardian but he's lost everything and I think seeing Groot die should have been it should have delivered more of a punch for me because I'm I was ready to be emotional with Rocket because I, I can empathize with him for his situation because he believes all these people are dead. Same mm-hmm. with Captain Bucky, you know, that, that kind of thing. But I, I just didn't feel it. Of course, a lot of the muggles are going to think this is it. Half of the Marvel Universe is dead, you know,
3: for yeah, real yeah. and forever. Yeah. I, there were all sorts of gasps behind me in both times. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, these people, people faded away and yeah. stuff. And, and I mean, I, there was like a toddler... Uh, in like it was talking a lot, quite a bit. It was kind of cute, though. It wasn't annoying. It was kind of a cute thing. And uh, the second time I saw it, and I and and that's when it really hit me. It's like they just killed Spider Man. On, on <laughs> you know, I mean, stop and think about that. They just uh, and I, I was telling Sydney, was like I'm surprised Sony even let them kill Spider Man. Like to your point, Jag, I'm surprised they even let let him. I mean, I know he's gonna be, he's gonna be back before his movie comes back out, but uh, his next movie comes out. But still, I mean, it it it's still it's still pretty ballsy. I know we're jaded comic fans. We know comic characters die and come back every every Wednesday, you know. I mean, literally. Every <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, but for the muggles, as you guys put it, I mean, this you know this was had to be quite a shock. Especially we know what in, the Infinity Gauntlet story and all that stuff is. That Thanos actually wins for part of it, and then you know, so we knew all that going in. But a lot of these. People who I mean, I had I don't know how many people at work have come up to me and they you know they know I'm the comic book guy and they're like, what happened? I can't believe it. I mean, I'm like consoling them, you know. It's, like, <laughs> it's gonna be okay. They'll be back. It's all blah, blah, blah. well. And then they question me, well well, will Loki be back? Well, I don't know about Loki, you know. But that's the big question. That's yeah. The one it's like that I'm I... probably not Loki. Yeah, he probably will eventually. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I
0: think he's dead. I think out of every, yeah. he's the one that will stay dead. I think Tom Hiddleston's done enough. They're not going to do any more Thor movies. Why not kill him? Why not
4: have him, him and uh, him, uh, him, him Dial, Dial, whatever. They're both dead for real in the films, even though as gods, they can come back. Kid Loki is an awesome character in the comics. <laughs> he returns, but it doesn't mean it has to happen in the films.
2: Hey Rob, what did
4: you think of the movie? Uh, yeah,
2: th- thanks for remembering I was here. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I really love this movie uh, much more than I expected to. I uh, pretty early on, I, I found myself just completely caught up in every scene. I was laughing uh, at the at the right times. I thought there was a ton of great jokes in this movie. I laughed more in the first two scenes with the Guardians in this movie than I did in the entirety of of Guardians Volume Two. And I found myself like with each individual scene. I knew the purpose. Like, okay, this is what we got to do. Thor's got to forge a new hammer. He's got to do this. We got to go to Wakanda. We got to go do that. Like, I was able to follow it. I don't know. I one of the things that I, I thought about after you know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and reading reviews of this of this movie and, and something, and I've only seen it one time, is that it occurred to me is is like you know I'm old enough to remember that comic book movies used to kind of like apologize for their roots. Like the Spider-Man TV series was a a reporter show, but it just had a guy in a Spider-Man costume. And the Doctor Strange TV pilot is a medical center with a guy that does magic thrown in. The Hulk is the fugitive. Those god-awful Captain America movies, sorry Chris, uh, (laughs) are spy movies with just a guy in a goofy costume. They were always sort of like saying, we have to push the comic book stuff off to the side because people won't accept that. Well, now Marvel has proven that you can throw the most insane bunch of concepts at an audience, and they will be able to follow it. I mean, we'll be able to throw in a giant dwarf who is 20 <laughs> feet high just for, for shits and giggles, basically. You know? Right. Oh, and by the way, Sisquid, I'm going to name this episode Dick Measuring Contest. But, I mean you can like throw you, can, you can put Peter Dinklage in the movie for no good reason other than you just want to have it and the audience is going to just go along with it and to me it is like it is the final proof that the nerds have taken over and that Marvel had faith in its audience that they could throw this level of craziness at the screen and people would be able people would run with it you'd be able to accept the idea that Dr. Strange is using his teleportation powers. He's got those cool rings where people... And then you've got Star-Lord giving Thanos the finger and jumping backwards <laughs> into it. And you don't have to explain, oh, He's always using Dr. Strange, is using his powers. To try. Like, you can just do all that and not have to get into all the details of it. And part of the reason it's on my mind is, I, you guys may have seen this review, this infamous review already, where someone, uh, I think the New Yorker critic, was complaining then he says, these characters are not introduced, they just show up. Mm. And I'm like, well, there's 18 previous movies, you knucklehead. Yes. I mean do you, <laughs> I mean when they when they play baseball games, do they spend an hour giving you the rules of baseball? When the guy hits the
1: ball, he has here to run. And then he goes, We know this already. And <laughs> that I, was that was one thing I I did have I did have someone ask like how familiar you need to be with the other movies in order to watch this one, and I was like, well, it's essentially like watching the season finale of a TV show. Yeah, I was like, if you if that's yeah. your first experience with the show, you'll figure out who the characters are. They say their names. You'll figure out what their ob- objectives. Are. I was like, is it the Best way to approach a, th- a thing Like if you want the full context No I was like but they do their Job as long as you figure out okay this person Has magic this person has a suit that Makes them look like a robot it's like you Can figure it out um, but right, yes, yeah, yeah. so
2: I, I feel like With these movies Marvel is Changing the notion of what Movies are at least In their corner of them and that This is an ongoing series And you're just going to see the installments And like Siskoid had mentioned it makes you more willing to accept the bum notes because you know, there's another one coming, you know, you're just kind of like, all right, this one wasn't Iron Man three, eh, but you know what? Oh, look, Hey, there's Ant-Man is coming a couple of months later and stuff like that. And I think that's like, it's just unbelievable. I mean, when, when the history of these movies is written, I mean, it's going to be an amazing tome, just the, the sheer scale of the production of this, that they figured all this out, and that, you know, you've got a post-credit sequence that hints at a character we haven't even seen yet, but they're, they're trusting the audience that don't worry, in a couple of months, or not like almost a year, I guess, but in a year, you're going to have this other character. It, I found myself, like, walking out of this movie wanting to read more Marvel comics. Like, I was just like, I, I've always been a DC guy. We all know that. The network is a, very DC. Our network's a very DC-heavy network, but it made me want to like go through and just read tons of Marvel comics because I was like, "Wow, this universe is so much friggin' fun! This is just—it is so great these pairings." Um, and we're gonna bounce around a bit. We can't help it, but I, I want to specifically mention this thing. I thought the introduction of Captain America, right—the intro where we yeah. see him—it mm-hmm. is a better, more atmospheric introduction for Captain America than Batman has ever gotten in, like, nine Batman movies. They have never <laughs> done that right. And I'm like, when you saw that training, you just see that silhouette, and it's not even a remarkable silhouette. Captain, There's nothing about Captain America's silhouette that is n- unique, especially without a shield. But nevertheless, you immediately know who it is. And I'm like... That's how much this movie, the Marvel, has layered this into the culture. Is that, and I got so excited. I was like, "Oh man, Captain America's about to show up!" It was like, it was just so thrilling. I except I was shocked at how much, considering that I am probably the least fan of these movies out of the five of us. I just love this movie to pieces
0: yeah that Captain America scene was the first of three times that the audience we watched it opening night uh was the first of three times that the audience exploded into cheers yeah. uh, and that's that's one of the things that
4: happens with the serialization aspect that these are sort of like the matinee serials except you know extended in length and then you know in 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 waiting time but it's the the fact people are invested they're so invested already in these characters you don't need the you know. The uh, the, the the to be reintroduced to everyone in detail because everybody's going because they already know the characters, you're already following them. You've, we've been following them for years at this point, Ten and years. E- yeah, and even the, the films that people say, you know, like Iron Man, I like Iron Man 3, but the people that say that they don't like Iron Man 3, they don't like it on its own principle, they don't like the Tony Stark being depressed about New York, but that all pays off because then you've got Age of Ultron where he overreacts. To, 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 you know, to that situation. And once you look at them in in sequence, things that you didn't like when you saw them the first time, once they're in context, once they're in the past, and there's a future to it, and you say, "Oh, that was the plan. That was how that character was growing. That was his reaction to the previous film. And now it all makes sense." And you can't do that without this, this, you know, scale of serialization. Yeah. Well,
1: just I mean, totally, just like the comics. Yeah, Tony even addresses that when he says, Thanos has been in my head for six years.
0: Right. Because, yeah.
1: because ever since he got that glimpse of an alien armada when he went through the, the space bridge or whatever in, in the first Avengers, like he's been, he's been dreading this. He's been waiting for this moment. That, so, that's how we realize that, that Tony, what Tony Stark is.
4: Tony Stark is the overreactor. He's the one that he just goes from one, you know, one end of the scale to the other. So it goes, you know, he'll go, uh, Sanos, uh, we got attacked. Earth got attacked. New York got attacked. Bam. Let's build Ultron. Let's just you know, go fascist. And then that, you know, that falls apart. And then you get civil war. You get civil war because he's always overreacting to things. That's always going to be his thing. He's always going to, but you only realize that that's his character because we see him make them the same kind of mistake over and over and evolve in his thought process. So I think the the right
3: term
0: would be over arc reactor.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I liked speaking of the the evolving. I like, and you talk about his reaction. I like that moment where he's trying to keep Quill from, from freaking out when he founds out that Thanos had killed Gamora. And it's like, Mm. Tony knows he's not, you don't freak out and destroy because what did Tony do in civil war? He freaked out. I mean, yes, he saw Bucky kill his mom, I know. But he freaked out, and it destroyed the Avengers. And if Quill freaks out, Thanos is going to win. And he was right. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's a nice bit of evolution right there. He, he does kind of, even though he overreacts every time, he does, he has evolved from the iron from the Tony Stark in the first movie. And I think that is, there is a nice character arc across the movies for Robert Downey Jr.'s character.
0: I want to touch on something Rob said a minute ago about uh, the fact that they don't have to introduce the characters and everything. I will say the one thing Marvel's got going for it that makes that acceptable is just the sheer amount of ticket sales they do. If this was a moderately successful movie, then, yeah, they might be guilty of not introducing the characters. But because each one of these keeps outdoing the previous one with the number of box office sales, that I think they've got that bank and credit because so many people are seeing it. I think that's part of it. And then you said when they write the book on these uh, movies, I think that book will be called Ode to Kevin Feige, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) It's
2: unreal. It's unreal.
0: Spend some time reading about that guy and what he's done for Marvel. It's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, uh, right. I mean, like when they go to Wakanda and we pan over and Shuri shows up. And you don't have to explain who Shuri is. You know, because everybody knows Black Panther is the third most successful movie of all time. Everybody knows who it is. And you're right, Jack. I mean, yeah, if these movies were all 80 to $90 million grocers, you might say, nah, we need to kind of mention this again. But we don't. These these things have made, like, several billion dollars total. So you you, you know everybody knows who these things are. And, Sisko, you mentioned that to you there was no, like, gasp moment in this movie. And I actually had two, one very small and one one kind of big. The small one was when the red skull showed up,
3: yeah, I was really
2: happy that it was red skull. I was like, oh cool, and now okay i didn't I didn't know at the moment that it was not Hugo weaving um, it's somebody else because they can't get Hugo weaving back, I guess because he's a dick or something, but I love the idea <laughs> I love the idea that that the red skull can reappear uh, from you know what what ten twelve movies ago. And then he is just floating in the, in the, in the ether. He's basically in the, afterri- in the afterlife. I thought that was great. But my guess was the thing Chris just mentioned was the scene with Star-Lord where they're about to defeat Thanos and Star-Lord screws it up. I thought <laughs> that it was a great arc. And I could see if Chris Pratt as an actor had a little less of an ego or a little, excuse me a little more of an ego, I could see him saying, I don't want to play that. I don't want to be the guy that screws it up because I'm the hero. I'm the hero of my movies, but you never. But it's in character that he would screw it up. But like when they start begging him, "Don't do this," and Mantis is trying to hold on to Thanos' head and Spider-Man is like, "You to me, I real I didn't, I didn't literally gasp because I'm, I'm old and I don't." You know, I, have, I don't have emotions anymore, but I mean, never, I got close. There's a reason why Gutierrez calls me Rob Botman. Um, but I'm like, but I was really like, oh no, no, Peter, don't do this. Don't, no, don't. And then he does it and it ruins everything. And I was like, that, I thought that took real guts to put that in, to make one of your main Chris's of the many Chris's that are in this movie um, to, to, to be the guy that screws it up. I thought that was really pretty remarkable.
1: So. The thing I love about that moment is The previous scene when they're at Nowhere when Thanos captures Gamora and he's and She's begging him to She's begging Peter to kill her To shoot her and Thanos is like just toying with them He's like go ahead do it and he's like putting her Closer to him and he's like telling And just because he's got the reality Stone he'll he'll turn the laser to Bubbles or whatever but I just love That at the end after he tries that Thanos just smirks and goes I like him And they teleport out of there and the next time he sees them, like that's the whole thing. Like it's, there was just such a, a, a synchronicity about that that I just I love the way that that played into itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob, going back to one other thing that you were saying about how these movies kind of the, the or this movie in particular made you want to read more of the comics, and something that Shag said earlier too. Like I have been too. Like part of it is the the cinematic universe and like kind of like the joy. That these give me have really made me go back and, and the Marvel Unlimited app Has really helped me feed into this Just with more time I'll be reading a lot more Marvel books I don't think I've read a DC comic in two years That hasn't been for a podcast or for homework <laughs> um, But it's uh, it, it just it, Part of it is that, that Sort of fanboy fun And when I said at the beginning that I have enjoyed All of these movies and I own all of them I mean I, I don't approach these movies the way I do Like Goodfellas, or even Raiders of the Lost Ark, or something like this. Like, it's not that degree of love. It is a little bit more disposable enjoyment. But the things that I like about them most are those fanboy moments. And, like Shag, the one that I love the most, the one that I keep going back to, often is Civil War. I don't think Civil War is the best made movie in this saga. Um, I don't think it's the best story. I don't, but it's. For me, that one has the most fanboy moments. It has the most things that remind me of when I started reading these comics as a kid. Um, oh, that airport to, fight scene to, is to, pure po- bliss. That airport, say, yeah, totally good. agree, Ryan. Yeah. Same reason. Seeing, seeing Ant Man ride on Hawkeye's arrowhead, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that moment I was holy. Shit. It's like seeing Black Panther brought to life on film for the first time. Um, like even like I mean that airport fight as much as it was like the, the final fight just between between Cap Tony and Bucky I think is even better like, in, in terms of like the emotion that it, it brings but just so yeah it's like my if I'm ranking the movies objectively how good they are that is different than uh, how I rank them as fan service Is how much I, I I get a kick out of rewatching them um, so that's just. Yeah, I just I kind of wanted to wanted to clear that up. So for that moment, like this one, this movie eh, like would be almost all fan service in terms of those like you know like catchy moments of like seeing these characters interact with each other. Are so. we
2: all in agreement that Thanos is? I, to me, he's the single best Marvel villain they've done to date. But he, I would I assume we all agree that he's in the certainly the upper tier.
3: Oh yeah, I, I oh, thought by a they... margin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, upper they, tier. Yeah. They, yeah, they did a fantastic job with him. I mean, it's it would have been easy to just make him the big cosmic thug, but I mean, you actually, I mean, the way they portray him and the fact that the effects really sell the character. I mean, he really, I mean, let, God, I hate to even bring this up, but yeah, he's, he looks <laughs> like he's really there, unlike Steppenwolf. Out say of say the, way.
2: I knew you were going to say the S word, Chris.
3: Yeah, he he is like I mean he's I mean I totally buy him in every scene he's in. There are a few little little CGI things, uh, a lot with the Hulkbuster and Banner actually, it's the couple yes. things that kind of jumped out at me, uh, especially at the end of the movie. But uh but yeah, he looks he looks real the way Josh Brolin portrays him. You can see his point is as genocidal as it is, you can you know, you understand where he's coming from and I am kind of glad they didn't go that Thanos just has a hard on for death. You know, I'm, I'm glad they I'm glad they didn't go in that direction. Uh, his more racial ghoul like, uh, uh, you know, population but, control, Yeah, population <laughs> control idea it works better, but still serves the same purpose.
0: Yeah. I, I gotta say, Rob, I, I think Thanos is very, very high up there, but for me, uh, in Spider-Man, the vulture is still, yeah, yeah. I think oh, the best, yeah, the best defined Marvel villain so far.
2: It helps that Michael oh. Keaton playing him. Of
1: course. Well, yeah, Absolutely yeah. Vulture was really good he's in, my, he's in my top three villains for this But I would say Thanos is the best And I would also say Thanos is the best part of this movie I loved every scene with him I completely bought into him I think some of my favorite scenes in the movie Are the scenes between him and Gamora um, When he captures her first And then when he, when they're on the ship And he's, he's trying to get the location of the soul stone At the end And then in their their moment at the on, When they're on the, the planet And he has to sacrifice her I thought that was like the high point of the movie. I was completely bought into that moment and the emotion there. So that scene. You're
0: so sick and you're sick and twisted. Oh my god.
2: That's that's that scene of of, yeah. (laughs) Show us on the twelve inch Boba Fett doll where Ryan Johnson touched you, Ryan. Uh, The The jetpack. Yeah. The uh, no, I mean that scene of of Gamora as a child, where we see the slaughter of the people in the background. Oh my lord! I thought that was so heavy and so. So well done. I, yeah, I, I, I think Thanos is uh, the best Marvel villain, period, uh, in the, any of these movies. There's a reason why he gets his own digest. I mean, I, I don't know what the <laughs> level of the effects are in terms of like, how much Josh Brolin was there with the actors. I assume he was to a certain extent, and how much of like the little ping-pong balls he had on his face or whatever. But they managed to get a physicality to him that I thought felt real. Maybe it isn't, but to me it felt real. And the scene at the end of the movie where Thor has jammed that thing in Thanos' chest, and he's face-to-face with Thanos, to me it had a real menace to it because of Thanos' sheer size. And mm. it, it felt menacing. Like, to me it's like, I would not want to be in Thanos' physical presence because he'd squish my head like a grape. And that, to me, it, they really put that across. And I was impressed. I think mean, you said, Chris, I, I can't, you know, we hate to make those comparisons, but you can't help it. You know, Steppenwolf just did not register at all. You know, it was just a cartoon yeah. where he's just like, ah! You know, you're like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Thanos, yeah, I mean, you understand his motivation. It's crazy, and, gen- and as you said, genocidal. But you get it, and you see, and, and I mean, God, for them to end an Avengers movie on Thanos' face... Uh, and then to say Thanos will return, not the <laughs> Avengers will right. return, Thanos will return, that's a pretty gutsy move. And and it's like, I'm, I mean, Josh Brolin's a real actor. They didn't just get, you know, some stand-in. They're like, oh, anybody can do this. So the effects will put across. No, we actually have to have a real performance here. And uh, that whole scene with Gamora on the cliff, I thought was just fantastic. I mean, the minute I hear Red Skull say, you have to trade a soul, I was like, oh, no. You know, oh, no. I know where this is going. And it just... They managed to. I mean, look, we yeah, we can get into this at, near the end of the show about where we think it's going to go after this. But obviously, Marvel, the Marvel movies can't get too much bigger after this. I mean, they just can't. They're going to have to find a new way, unless they literally. I mean, they own Galactus now, so maybe they can do Galactus. But at a certain point, it's diminishing returns. But I mean, it's like to me, I'm like they are going to go out on the biggest cosmic scale they can, and Thanos to me is like their ultimate big bad. I know, I can't imagine annihilating half the universe, What, where there is to go other than in another whole direction entirely.
0: It's going to be Doctor Doom will be the next big bad, and he's going to be equally amazing because it'll be more like evil and malicious world domination thing, not snap your fingers half the cosmos is gone, but something equally horrifying. They're going to top themselves. It always works. I mean, after Civil War, we thought, they can't top a superhero battle for this. Well, they did. So they'll, they'll find a way to top it.
2: Well, and when I say top it, I don't mean... I mean yes, obviously they'll find a way to do new things, but I mean like they can't do more. Like you once you once you have somebody that can destroy half the universe by snapping his fingers, you can't threaten more people in the universe. You know, what I mean it's just like okay, well yeah, that's what I sure. mean. You know. Yeah, Doctor Doom would be great. I would love to see that. I mean to me the way they top the Marvel the way they build on is to work in the X Men, to work in the Fantastic Four, to work in these new characters. But again, we can get
1: to we can get to all that bit. Yeah, that that'll be phase five stuff. They still yeah, need to exactly yeah. need to like finalize those deals. So it's gonna be fun. Well. And I think I also think it would be foolish to try and reach these same heights right away. I do think we're gonna need a reprieve. Um and, and we're gonna see smaller stakes, more personal solo stories for a little while before we get back to you know, the, the big Avengers team up movies.
3: Well, I think how smart is it that they are, they're doing Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, a fun uh, palate cleanser Mm -hmm. and then Captain Marvel, which is apparently set in the past. So, or at least we, well, we now, we we kind of wonder if maybe the end won't be set in the present, but just like, you know, I'm kind of figuring Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place mostly before. Um, Infinity War, and then maybe yeah. the end happens, you know, the end scene happens during the end of Infinity War. But, yeah. I mean, these guys are so flipping smart about how to pace these movies out. I mean, Kevin Feige and the whole bunch, because, you know, you're right. Where do you go after this? Well, go do another fun Ant Man movie. You know, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the only place to go after something like this.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey Thanos, pump the hate breaks for a second, because I did want to talk about. Uh, one thing that I had a problem with, with your, going back to Rob's physicality of Thanos, I there's one scene I absolutely loved. It was incredible, but at the same time, I don't buy it, which is the scene where the physicality of Thanos is, is standing in the woods with a glove, and, and Steve Rogers is holding him back. It is amazing. Chris Evans looks astonishing in that scene. It's powerful. The problem is I can't buy it because two hours earlier, I saw Thanos throwing the Hulk around like he was a rag doll. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a hard time with that, um, especially since he's got the freaking gauntlet on at this point, too. But it is an amazing scene, but I did have a problem with that physicality of like, it, it didn't make him less real. It was just saying uh, Cap shouldn't be able to do that. Uh, you know, there was,
2: there was a. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying, I totally buy what you're saying, Jack. I totally understand it. At the same time, I loved it because it reminded me of the scene where Captain America, among all of them, can slightly move Melanier. Like he's just a little something <laughs> right. extra because I feel like <laughs> yeah. there's this moment that passes over Josh Brolin's face or over Thanos's face where even he can't believe how can this meat, yeah. how can this meat bag be stopping me? Because he's Captain Frickin America. That's why because he's special. Right. If this was Falcon or if this was Black Widow or Hawkeye, they would just no be du- they would just be
4: dust. But 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 Captain America can,
2: can do it for hmm. just for a couple of seconds.
4: Everybody's dressed in vibranium at that point. Although everybody in Wakanda does good vibranium suits and I'm I'm sure he can take, you know, some some thanos, some kinetic energy. So, you know, I I can no prize all day, as you know.
1: Yeah. The one the one no prize that I would kind of throw it that way, and it was it was something that I I think I have to meet them a little bit more than halfway on this because I don't know if story or the movie actually says this. It was just kind of a sense that I Got from it was that Using the gauntlet And the more stones he acquires And the more power he has and the more he uses It takes a lot Out of Thanos Almost like the Green Lantern Ring And like what like you know Jeff Johns What he established with Rebirth was that you know It's, it's not like you put the ring on And you can wheel whatever you want It takes a lot of Like inner strength And it, it might even hurt to use that much power to concentrate your will to to reshape reality. So I think, I mean, by that point, you know, he's fought everybody on uh, Titan and now he's kind of come back. So maybe by the time he gets to Steve Rogers, he's a little bit winded. You know, it's, it's, he's not, you know, at his, at his eight game, He's he's a little bit more tired. So that would be, the no prize that I would kind of throw it there. And really, you know, Steve is just holding his thumb and his pinky apart so that he can't close his fist. <laughs> and that scene sort of exists for the
4: trailer. Is They were extremely, like you said, you know, earlier, we we thought this was a two-part movie, and it is. It's is, It's a two-part story. But then they, they said, no, oh, no, it's just the one part. That's just part of the, you know, marketing machine to throw us off the set because people are so good at dissecting trailers and, you know, basically figuring everything out before the film, you know, spoiling themselves and others before the film even comes out, that this trailer, when you see Thanos, you know, grind at, at, at Captain America, you think, this is it. This is a standalone film. Captain America dies. You had Chris Evans saying, this is my last movie. Yeah, Jesus, they, you know, they, they really poured it on, you know, pretty
0: thick that you thought Cap would die in this film. Well, actually, I'd take it know. a step further. Uh, if you go back and watch that trailer against Siskoid, they very clearly show Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, all three of them in huge peril against Thanos. Thanos yeah. is beating uh, Iron Man to, to pieces in the trailer because all three of them, their contracts are up. So you know that none of them are probably coming back after they're done with this cycle. And so I was like, okay, somebody's going to die. And you're, and you're right. Made you, you know, I would say it's just not Captain America. You're worried about it's all of them going, which one's going to get it. And obviously none of them did.
4: So that was the yeah, shock because we see Iron Man almost die. You know, Tony Stark gets it in the gut and you yep. think, Oh, this is it. And this isn't, uh, you know, turning into dust. This is the, a real death. You, you're seeing it. At, oh my God, this is it. Tony Stark dies. I think that may be the gasp. That might be the gasp moment uh, if there mm. is one. My other gasp moment was when, uh, was actually when Peter Dinklage came on screen. Somebody <laughs> to, now not because it was him. God, I love the look of it. No, because somebody took a picture in the theater. Oh. What the hell? Oh. So I, that was a weird, it was like, what is, what is this? What is this lightning? Oh my God, idiot. Yes, uh, but but no. But when Tony Stark gets it, yeah, oh, I don't know. But when Tony Stark gets it, you think this this is real. This is where Robert Downey Jr. takes his leave. I, you know, that one that one I could believe.
1: Speaking of the trailers, you guys noticed that the uh the big hero shot from the trailer with you mm-hmm. know the all the guys running out of the woods and wakanda towards the camera is not in the actual movie. Right, no, that's the, right. the Hulk. We see uh, the Hulk is, running. Is no Hulk. There. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's the thing. Chris and Shag, you guys both mentioned that you thought there was some wonky CGI with uh banner in the Hulk bust yep. towards the end. Now that scene from the trailer shows the Hulk and Wakanda. There are toys. There's like a Funko Pop, and like there's other concept art that shows the Hulk busting out of the Hulk Buster armor. (gasps) I think originally he was supposed to at the end of this movie, the Hulk. He was supposed to, you know, get over his ED, his performance anxiety, and Hulk (laughs) out at the end of this movie. We're supposed to see that, and they changed it at the end. So I think they did basically have to CGI Ruffalo's head. In some of those last scenes.
0: Mm. Interesting. I think that's yeah, why you
1: kind of noticed that it didn't look as good.
0: That yeah. could very well be it. I, did anyone else have a problem with that Thor bit? Like, it was funny at first, but then it just got kind of old. You know, like the ED issue with Hulk. It's like, okay, I I don't really understand where this is going. He, okay, he's scared because Thanos beat him up, maybe, or whatever. I don't care enough. That was, that was the gist I got. I mean, I...
3: I Assume. Wait for the next one. They'll kind of yeah. They're, they're it building somehow. it up for him to come back in the next one. Yeah, I, I, that's that's that's, that's my guess. It. But yeah, but I, I kind of I was expecting. I think I, I think I must have read something in the back of my head or, or saw a preview of a toy or something, Ryan. Because I kept waiting for him to bust out of the Hulkbuster armor as you know. Hulk bust out of the Hulkbuster armor, uh, but yeah, when it didn't happen, I'm kind of like, oh well, it never happened, you know. It's like he, he really does have, you know, he needs some gamma Viagra or something, you know. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> but,
4: That's an interesting piece of serialization because you know it's obviously it's from what happened in Ragnarok. Yep. You know Hulk and uh, Banner are at at odds. I'd love to now see if they can just like unscrew up the rights for for a Hulk movie. I would love to see a, a Ruffalo Hulk movie where the Hulk where they have to kind of share, you know, their time and uh, like a Mr. Fix-It story or mm-hmm. one of those Peter David stories where he resolves the the psyche of the Hulk in in its own it, as a its own film. Because it almost seems like that's where it's going, you know, in, in a sense, where we're just servicing his subplots. It's like reading a Grant Morrison-Jaley story and, oh, why is Superman electric in this? I wish he weren't. But that's what's happening in his own comic. So this is a bit like that. It's like, well, we're just servicing that Hulk subplot
0: that has nothing to do with the movie necessarily, but that's where he is in his life. Well, s- since we're talking about characters, I'll throw this one out there. Where the hell was Hawkeye? I, don't tell they me. mentioned it. Yeah, don't tell me the bullshit in-story reason, because whatever. Every single actor showed back up for this. Why didn't Jeremy, whatever his face is, Brother. come in for this thing? Well, neither did Ant-Man. So well, I, Ant-Man, though, he's got a movie. I, I give him a pass just because
4: he's got a movie in a month. Well, I mean, that makes sense in a meta kind of sense. But is it possible that Ant-Man, the Wasp, and Hawkeye would return in the next film as some of the few heroes that still exist? What if Hawkeye, okay, Hawkeye decided to devote himself to his family? Well, if half people on Earth disappear, uh, that's a kid and a wife right there for him. Yeah. Um so he would he wouldn't necessarily return if he were to return. But although it does kinda seem like just like Jeremy Renner's just not in these in these films anymore.
0: Well he's no he's in the next one. Like. Okay. Okay. He's, yeah, he's, he's absolutely in the next one. So what, and they were filmed at the same time, which is just bizarre to me because why go to the effort of putting every single character in this movie? And not even have... I mean, he could have had the same kind of screen time as Black Widow, which wasn't much. He could have just been there, just to, for the sake of being there. But now, he stands out like a sore thumb, because he wasn't. So,
1: they, yeah, they've promised that he will be in the fourth one, and he will have a notable role. And it will sort of explain why he was gone in this one. Uh, that's what the directors have said. Now, maybe, we'll see. Maybe that'll be satisfying. Maybe it won't. Um, as to the... You know, that that's sort of the story reason, as to why Renner wasn't there. These two movies together, Avengers 3 and 4 Total, the production budget on them Was half a billion dollars So like, oh, they can't each, afford them then Each, each one was basically built at $250 million production budget right. A large chunk of that was the cast Oh yeah if they yeah. can if they can save save a couple million dollars by not yeah. paying renter for this one, that's a couple million dollars <sighs> they can give to the Thanos CGI budget. Oh, Especially
4: if you're just going to be in a like a scene and a half, or have two lines, or like many of these characters had, you know, just like the one or two funny lines, and you almost don't see them. Uh, I do find it interesting who they chose to spotlight. One, uh, Thor, of course, is I think the one with the worst movies, and yet. The, he's the best character of the entire cinematic universe at this point, especially wow. what he. I think so, As, and everybody, uh, you know, in my group of friends, all kind of think so. That Thor, in his in everybody else's movies, regardless of his own, in his, everybody else's movies, Chris Hemsworth is the boss uh, and gets like those super cool moments. In this, I mean, in this, there there's a, a star, there's a neutron star shooting a stream of. <laughs> a solar flare through his body as he holds uh, the the thing open so they can pour a new Mjolnir or a uh, Stormbreaker so that that I mean that kind of stuff is just and just his scenes with Star-Lord and uh and when he comes in with the lightning at uh in Wakanda
1: that I mean
4: He's I, love awesome.
1: I love that moment because Banner is like, ha, you guys are so screwed. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's such it's such a fist pumping like he's just the voice of the audience at that point. that is, that is the I, I don't moment. think he's it, the best, but I will agree that Thor is much better served in the Avengers movies than his own.
0: Keep yeah. in mind, Siskoid's saying he's the best, all of his friends. Siskoid hangs out with the Ohatma or not girls. They're going to go, Chris Helmsworth, <laughs> dreamy hot. So, yeah. But I, I will say the, the part where Thor shows up during that battle was the third moment that the audience exploded into cheers when yeah. Thor yeah. that scene. Yeah. That was incredible. So, I mean, Another one. Oh, th- sorry. Go ahead.
3: I was going to say, speaking of Thor, are we sure that Hemsworth, is, his contract is up? Because it almost felt like, they're positioning Thor to be like the linchpin guy now because he was so integral to the plot of this one, even more so than Iron Man and especially Cap, because, I don't know, it just felt like, you know, and I know we just come out of Ragnarok and Ragnarok was pretty popular, but they didn't know that it was going to be when they were making the movie, but there was a lot of Thor in this movie, and it almost felt like, well, we know Evans and Downey are probably gone unless they, you know, after this makes a ton of money, it does, they... Literally, back up a battleship full of money to each of their houses. Uh, so maybe, so maybe Hemsworth is—they're hoping he's going to stick around. I don't know. It just—it just, it just so, kind of felt. Yeah,
1: all thing. all of their con- the the original six Avengers, all of them had contracts through these two movies. Okay. Um, that expires if Marvel or Disney wants them to be in more movies after this, they renegotiate and they can command a much bigger salary. Everybody's thinking that. Downey will come in. He will ask for too much money, and it's never going to happen. He's also he's been he's going to be having been done this for ten or eleven years. He might just want to take a break. Chris Evans has kind of just said, you know, I mean, it's it's hard being this in like the physical shape of Captain America, you know, just to to get himself to do that. So, you know, but Evans has kind of said, you know, maybe maybe come back. He's been kind of on the fence again. It's going to come down to they're going to ask for a lot of money. Hemsworth, a lot of people are thinking, you know what. He, the other movies that he has made outside of this franchise haven't really been great, and they haven't really made a lot of money. He might not have a lot of other options if he wants to stay relevant and if he wants to make bank. Maybe well, they he, find a way to he bring said, Thor back. He, he said
4: he would. Um, I, I've seen the interview where he says uh, he'd love to keep Thor alive. If
1: if they want me, I'm, I, you know, I, I'd love no? to keep doing it. That's what he
4: said.
0: Okay.
1: And then the the with the other ones like with. Renner, who knows, with like a, the future of Hawkeye, with Ruffalo and Banner, again, it comes down to the, the nature. I mean, they—if they ever want to do a solo Hulk movie, they have to pay Universal for it. Um, yeah. And with uh, with ScarJo they are work. They are developing a Black Widow solo movie that is, I believe, mm-hmm. supposed to be a prequel. It's well, about damn time. To be, I mean, I I, I thought they might have missed their shot with that um, the J Law movie that uh, Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow, yeah. uh, which looked great, but then got really not so great reviews. It was middling, yeah. Why, yeah. why was she blonde in this movie? Did they, did they ever say they're hiding? They're in hiding. Yeah, that's why Cap had the beard. Uh, Everybody looks a little uh, bit different.
4: Okay, that makes yeah uh, you know, some sort of. The other character that was really well serviced. Is Doctor Strange? I was yeah, surprised I because this was a better ad for the next Doctor Strange movie than the first Doctor Strange movie. Oh, oh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 After seeing this, I want to see another Doctor Strange movie. After seeing the first Doctor Strange, if it's a standalone, I was fine. You know, that's uh, he was, you know, in control of his. I mean, what we saw first was becoming Doctor Strange and we never saw him at the height of his powers until this movie.
1: And that's one of those things that these crossover movies, like when they put a lot of characters together, like, yeah, I mean, I thought. Doctor Strange was okay but not One of the better movies it was just kind of d- Decent um, but yeah this this The use of Doctor Strange in this Movie and the way he played off of the other characters Yeah I definitely want to see another Doctor Strange now and that's what some of these Movies can do like I know people who Skipped the first Ant-Man or they thought It wasn't going to be very interesting or David Ace Gutierrez who hated it um, but then if you see that character in Civil War, the people who skipped that who thought the concept of Ant-Man just sounded dumb, they're like, oh, I get it now. Now I definitely want to see that movie, and I'll see Ant-Man and the Wasp just because of what he was able to do when he's you're playing him off of other characters.
0: Well, I think Rob said it on a – pre, and I hate to give him credit for anything. Hopefully he's dropped off the line because he hasn't said anything in 20 minutes. Um, Haven't he, had a I chance. Think he, Damn it! Uh, giving credit to you, buddy. You when you and I had a conversation about Thor Ragnarok one time, and you were just saying how great it was, and you want to see more of these buddy movies. You know, Ant Man and Wasp is almost a, a buddy movie. One of those, but like Doctor Strange, I think would be better service than doing a straight Doctor Strange movie. Then do, but do instead like I don't know, Doctor Strange and the Hulk, or Doctor Strange yeah, and Spider Man, or yeah. yeah, a team up movie would be better for some of these characters.
2: Marvel team up the movie, you know? Just to, I mean. Oh. It, if, they, if, they do Doctor, uh, if if they do dr if they do dr strange 2 they need to call it blanket of death that's absolutely <laughs> the title they need to give it um, that was great I, I do want to mention uh, two characters that have so far not been mentioned on the show the vision and scarlet witch which are like basically mm. nobody's favorite characters at least in these movies but one of the things that i really liked about it is when we see them again is that their relationship has been developing off screen I really like that because in the, in Civil War when we saw them last, they're flirting with each other and they're making papagash and you know they're they're clearly dancing around being involved and that's from the comics of course and but then by the time we get to this movie, they're already a couple and I like that. I like that the characters are developing off screen and we have to catch up as opposed to you know seeing Vision and Scarlet Witch again and it's like oh they're still flirting. No, they've they've progressed. And I like that a lot. And I like them as a couple. I always like them in the comics. Um, I'm going to assume that the new Jarvis, which is a female voice, and it's voiced by uh, Jennifer Connelly, uh, mm-hmm. who oh. is the wife of Paul Bettany, of Paul Bettany! Uh, I'm going to assume <laughs> that that means down the line she's going to become Jocasta. I'm going to assume oh, yeah. that oh, that's why they're yeah. Oh, nice. God,
0: I didn't think about I, that. Yep, like,
2: like, yes, yeah, Friday,
0: Friday will become Jocasta. That's smart.
2: No, no
1: oh, characters oh, off no, the that's...
0: table at this point.
1: Yeah. yeah it's not pulp- it's not Friday. It's not Tony's AI. It's Spider-Man's. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. Right, right. Katie, You're it's Karen. About
0: Spider-Man's AI. The right. voice, yeah, yeah the
1: voice right. of Karen of, of Spider-Man's suit in in uh, uh, yeah.
3: yeah. Okay. It's called Paul Bettany, it's so it's so funny to think that he started out just as a voice, as Jarvis. And then he, then he was the vision and all the makeup. He finally got to be himself in the movie, you know, with no makeup on and no appliances and not even the stone on his head when they were out in the street, you know, walking around in Scotland. So that was that was kind of yeah. cool. I was like, well, good for him, you know, <laughs> finally. he managed to strike a
2: good deal with everybody. He's like, yeah, I just want to do it occasionally. I want to ask you guys something about there's a choice in this movie that Captain America makes – where they say, look, we could just destroy the, the gem in Vision's head. We could basically sacrifice Vision to make sure that the that uh, Thanos can't complete his gemstone collection. And Captain America has the line about, we don't trade lives. And that's a very Captain America line, and it sounds great, and it's very moral, upright, and very Captain America. But I, I have heard some people in other podcasts talk about that that's kinda nonsense. I mean here Captain America is saying I'm willing to risk half the universe to not sacrifice the vision. And you would argue that doesn't seem for a soldier, that doesn't seem like a very smart
1: stri- strategy. I don't know. Did you were any of
2: you guys bothered by that choice uh, that he's that's, making? That's
1: cap. That, that's that's... Keep, that's definitely keeping with this Captain America, because if you notice like in, in the previous sort like with the um the winter soldier with the uh, with or the um in civil war. He basically was willing to defy the, the government's orders and the Sokovia Accords in order to save that one life, and he was willing to put everything on the line for – to because he didn't want to see anybody get killed accidentally.
0: So They should have sure. absolutely red-tornadoed him. It should have been over, and <laughs> that would have been the end of it. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> With Cap, it's – there's always another way. You know, I mean, that that's that's just that's just the way he thinks there's we don't have to do it this way. We can come up with a different way. We can do it. He's he's the eternal optimist, uh, you know, and I think that's one reason why at the end it shows Capney says, oh, God, you know, and that and it, and then he's the last one you see there on the field, you know. Because he realizes, well, we gambled and we lost. We, you know, we, you know, maybe he's rethinking that decision at this (laughs) point. I was like, man, I really wish I'd just ripped that out of that dude's head. But, uh, (laughs) oh my God, that was awful when Thanos, you know, ripped that out of his head. Like he was a freaking eggshell and just left it and he turned gray and just, oh, the vision. That was just, wow. It's
4: a, it's a thematic contrast as well, because Thanos, is sacrificing people for a greater good. So Cap refuses to sacrifice someone for that greater good. It's it's about the the ends justifying the means. For Thanos, they do. For Cap or for the heroes, they've got to contrast that. and No, it doesn't. Uh, yeah.
1: About those about those characters first. I I loved. What they did with Scarlet Witch in this one, in terms of upping her powers, mm-hmm. really showing her, you know, just kicking ass with her power sets and everything, and also like the emotional depths that like that Elizabeth Olsen went to mm-hmm. in this one were really impressive. I just I liked everything that we saw from her in this one. Did the she contract... lose her accent in this one? Yes, they completely dropped it.
4: Yeah. Okay. Well, and she's um, been she's been with Americans for uh, three years. <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah. living, awesome. in <laughs> living in Scotland now though, still. But you you get assimilated. I mean, it's it makes sense. It's okay. I yeah. wish you it, just it, like it... lost it during like a
1: crisis time. Just like suddenly it slips. But maybe that would have been confusing <laughs> for some people. I, I want to ask Martin Gray what part of Scotland they were in that they're fighting these two alien beings and there's just like no pedestrians around. There's just nobody. it's like, <laughs> somebody, it's like it might be two in the morning, but there's still people out. They're all um, in Skyland, wandering, yeah. and leaving the bars at that time, aren't they? <laughs> they've uh, they have kind of nerfed the Vision in the last two movies. After establishing how uber powerful he was in Age of Ultron, like they kind of went out of their way to like really quickly take him down. And and like yeah, they just they, they nerfed him, and I, that was the one thing that I was kind of disappointed by. I, I really would have liked. How does
0: they nerf vision? How do they nerf Vision in this movie? He made
1: it all the way to the end. They, well, they they stab him in the back, and like in his first scene, like when he first uh, encounters Thanos's children, and that, at that point he can't yep. phase, he can't fly, he's not super strong. He's getting his ass kicked. Scarlet so no, Witch okay. has to save his ass every time.
3: Okay, um, yeah, that's Speaking fair. of nerfing, that I, I kind of I hate to bring this up because it's such a, a poignant scene and it's played so well, uh, but when Thanos throws Gamora into off the cliff there on mm-hmm. the planet. Um, in Guardians 2, that battle between Nebula and Gamora where she crashes a freaking ship into her, basically, and then Gamora <laughs> picks, up, picks up that giant gun. off the, If she could survive that, then why couldn't she survive getting thrown off a cliff? I mean, that's the one that popped in my head. I'm like, but they went so nuts with their power levels. That was my one complaint in Guardians 2. It's like, are these people really this powerful? You know, it's like this indestructible. It's like they just were balls to the wall in that movie with that stuff. So, I, I mean, I I, I don't – that was just the one little thing that popped in my head the second time I saw it. I'm like, now, wait a minute. You know,
0: so. That's that's a great observation. Everybody. No, let me
4: fix it. Let me fix it. Uh-oh. This is this is the soul pit. This is mm. where you trade souls. She's not dead from the fall. She's dead because her soul has fled. Her soul is in the fucking soul gem.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, I know, yeah. So yeah. That, that was – yeah, that was my, my theory and when we talked about the deaths that will – the, the the permanent deaths and the ones that will be undone. Yeah. Even though she wasn't wiped away, I believe that she's not dead because I think when Thanos snaps his fingers and like right after that, before we see people wipe away, it cuts to this weird orange place, and mm-hmm. Thanos mm-hmm. goes and confronts the little little Gamora, little eleven-year-old Gamora.
4: Is and he in the Soul to-
1: Gem then? Yeah, I think he's in yeah. the Soul Gem. It's the same I think color. so, too. And she, yeah. says, and, she, and she says, what did it cost? And he says, everything. I think there's. it's either an accident, like it's either by design that he put part of her in the Soul Gem, or that's just the natural course of, of what the sacrifice means. But I think Gamora is still in the Soul Gem after he sacrificed her. And I think getting her out of there will be the key to undoing he
0: undoing what he did in the next one. Okay, but, but hold on. Before we go any further into spec, because we all, I'm sure, have a speculation. What we want to say with the second, move, the next movie. Is there anybody got anything else on the table they want to talk about with this one before we start going into the next one? I, just, I got a couple. I, I got did, a couple things. I go do ahead, just Rob.
2: want to mention how funny I thought this movie was. I mean, like a lot of the complaints I've been hearing about, is they say, it's overstuffed and it rushes something to thing. And I think that's true to a certain extent, but it does take time. To, first of all, to me, it's just very, very funny. I laughed out loud a lot at this movie, out of character lines. But it takes its time, and I love the little details where they're on uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy are in their ship, and Star Lord says, "All right, everybody, get your game face on." And you see Mantis go like, Arr! like she does like, a <laughs> little face. and then when they go to the planet, they talk about that the gravity is lower, and she's just bouncing up and down because she's... yeah. And then and... what do you
1: two do? Take names, care no, no, take take ass and kick names. Yeah, well, that's
2: that, that's, that's the part I was going to mention where she says we are going to, yeah, we are going to take names and kick asses, or kick and kick names mm-hmm. and take asses, and then they cut to Robert Downey Jr. and they hold on him for like a good it's ten a long seconds, yeah. where he's just like, what. And he just sort of stares off, and the camera really holds for a movie that has got 40 characters in it. And it's two and a half hours to tell this massive story. I love that it held on him as long as it did. It really let him just be like, who am I teamed up with? Who are these idiots? I absolutely love all of that. I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. The line about uh, where they're out in Wakanda where Scarlet Witch like mows down a bunch of those insect creatures with their powers. And it's, uh what's the name of that character? The Okoye. Black... Okoye. Okoye. And she's like, yeah. why? why was she up there the whole time? Like, I love that little <laughs> bit. I mean, it's like they really found, I I feel like it's, I, I... I... the last time I can think of a movie where I had this observation was the first J.J. Um, Abrams Star Trek movie, where I feel like they wrote the movie uh, got all the stuff they needed to get into, like the plot. They're like, "Okay, we got to crash the ship. We got to do this. We got to bring in this villain." And then they went back and said, "Let's find a way to jam in all the great little details." And then that way, we're not writing a scene to get to the moment. We're just We're dropping it in so it comes as an unexpected line, like where Scotty funny says, "I'm giving her all she's got, Captain." Like they found a way to put that in right at the exact moment. And there's so many. I laughed really hard out loud many times during Avengers Infinity War, and there are entire comedies that, are, that I have not laughed at. And yet this movie found a way to make me laugh over and over again, and that is all testament to the screenwriters and to the directors, and dire- yeah, both directors, and the actors. I just thought, for as much as the, this movie delivers on action and has all the great Marvel beats in it, I just thought it was genuinely a very funny movie.
3: I think Whether they you're, balanced oh, that, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think they balanced that really well because to me, and I know I've said that be- this before on podcast, I think Thor Ragnarok was a little too goofy in parts. I mean, it was too much on all the time with the goofy when there were people like dying and Asgard was getting destroyed and the Warriors uh, three were getting killed. and it, it and so I, I this one figured it figured it out. It never, even though there were some great, Humorous moments like the—I mean, I, I did it earlier in the thing, but I love the thing where you know Groot introduces himself to Cap, and he's like, "I am Steve Rogers." You know, I mean that—that that type of stuff. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm it's just that's it, hilarious. I, I
2: love sullen teenage Groot. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's what yeah, I, I am is, is, that, is that something out of your life, Shag? Sullen te- having oh, a sullen teenager in the house.
0: Like when he goes, you know, "I am Groot," and everyone's like, "Hey, hey, hey!" Language, you know, watch your mouth. That was
2: like, oh my oh, god! By the way, another character that does not appear in this movie,
1: Valkyrie.
4: Mm. Yeah, true.
1: Yeah. They 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 said basically that half of the Asgardians right, were got killed off. Right, they got The other so got the, got the, away, so yeah. yeah. Somehow we're gonna see either she was spared or she led some escape pods or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Lady
3: Sif's still out there somewhere because she wasn't even in Ragnarok. So. that's true.
1: That's true. <laughs> well, she almost I killed want, herself filming the second yeah. one. So <laughs> I, w-
3: um,
1: I want Valkyrie, Lady Sif, and there's another Asgardian woman in the comics named. Brun, not Brunhilde, that's that's Valkyrie uh, Hildegard, um, who's this just giant Statuesque one, I want Gwendolyn Christie To play her, <laughs> and those three women Will be the new
0: Warriors three. Um, Oh, that's mm, nice As long as they cool. fight Enchantress, I'd be happy with that there you um, go. So, Rob, I want to go back to something You said almost at the very beginning of the podcast You said that this movie's going to probably Be the number one movie-making movie Of the year, so I'll put the question To you, is it going to outdo uh, Black Panther, the third highest Grossing film of all time. Yes. Wow. Ah, This is all. This has already made eight hundred
1: million dollars in six days. True. It's gonna make. It's. It'll pass a billion by Monday or Tuesday. It'll
0: definitely pass a billion. But is it gonna beat Black Panther?
4: Because Black Panther lapped Infinity War. This is. I've never. We've never seen that where there are two Marvel movies at the theater right now.
3: Yeah. And it I, came I, back know, in the top five. Like yeah, like I,
4: I went. Eight. I went to the movies last week, and I saw people I knew who were going to see Black Panther just to get prepared for Infinity War. You know, it's a, <laughs> okay. Uh, so they're really lapping one another. I mean, Black Panther lasted a long time. But I, I, you know, it's yes or no. Yes. 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 Yeah.
3: Okay.
4: Yes. Cisco. I think it's gonna worldwide i think it's i don't know about like north america but worldwide infinity war is gonna play better in china and all that than black panther maybe so yeah i think it's gonna be black panther rob
2: worldwide yes north america no
0: i hate say it but i agree with rob yeah (laughs) i think that's it that's it that's it okay (laughs) just for a little bit of context
1: um, in 2017, Marvel had three movies with Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and Thor: Ragnarok. They totaled all about 2.5 billion together. So far, with Black Panther and Infinity War, they're at like 2.1 million, 2.1
0: billion, and it's
1: May second. <laughs>
0: dear
1: dear God. God, dear God, yeah, I, I gotta see them.
0: I gotta say one more thing about Black Panther. So I've mentioned to you there were three times in the theater the audience went crazy. The first one and the third one I already mentioned. The second time the audience went crazy was simply when the word Wakanda appeared oh, on the
2: yeah. screen. Oh That's, yeah,
0: there wasn't even a freaking character. It was a cityscape, and it said Wakanda, and yep. the audience lost their freaking mind. For us, it was uh, space. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a space <laughs> and the rubber band man
1: playing
4: by the. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That played so I, well. So, quick things. I I do feel like two things that uh, made me sad that I didn't get in the movie was I did feel like the end scene with uh, I, I did love that Samuel L. Jackson got to say mother oh uh, you know, mother f before he de- went away. That's perfect. He finally got a curse in the Marvel movie. But I feel like the Captain Marvel thing, for me, was a bit of a miss. Uh, it's like okay, I get it. It's it's another tease for the next movie, whatever. But I don't know. I, I don't know what would have been better. But because Captain Marvel is such a character that people don't know. Um it, it maybe I I thought maybe they're putting too much trust in the audience to be like okay it's more like huh I, I felt like
4: uh, oh I do like that uh Nick Fury was you know Nick Fury is decomposing and still he has you know he takes the time to to send an alert to, to call another hero yeah it's like, ugh. <laughs> and, and then
0: something I was hoping for, which I knew couldn't happen, but I kept thinking, you know, if they, if they could just do this for one scene, I really wanted to see like one of these, you know, when they show like the scope of the situation where they're showing the world, I really wanted to just see one, like, I don't know, two second scene of the defenders kicking a bunch of ass of aliens or something yeah. in New York. But yeah. I yeah. guess they they just can't do it with the rights, which is kind of ridiculous, but uh, I would have loved to seen, you know, Daredevil and, 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 Jessica Jones and, and Iron Fist and Luke Cage Just kicking a little ass would have been great
2: Yeah I would have liked yeah. that, maybe like on a TV screen Or something, you know, yeah, you any, see them in the back yeah. Or a newspaper headline, you know Heroes yeah. in Hell's Kitchen or whatever, something like that Yeah, I, I, I'm The the thing I'm really excited, and again we'll get to like What we think is going to happen in the next one But one of the things I'm excited about is that, like when When they come out with the second one Next year, I hope That they re-release this one and make it like a double feature, because I would go to that in a heartbeat. That's my only criticism of this movie, is that I can't see the second part immediately. You know, because yeah. I'm, like, I'm dying to see what happens. And I would absolutely sign up for a five-hour marathon of part one and part two. I would do it in a heartbeat. And I'm hoping that because they have had so many of the other characters in this one, that they have a little more room in the second one. For le- All right, let's just throw in the kitchen sink. Let's throw in Hawkeye ant-man wasp howard the duck let's let's just throw every valkyrie let's get everybody captain marvel and let's even throw in some people we haven't even teased yet for like what the hell why not do it i cannot i am so like i said i am so jazzed. i am i can't believe i'm saying this i am more jazzed for avengers part four than i am for aquaman
3: uh, <laughs> well, not surprising. <laughs> yeah,
0: but the, the film you just described though is not what I think you're going to get. I think it's going to be a more—I don't want to say quiet, but I think it's going to be a quieter piece about the core. I, I think you right. I think
2: you're right.
0: I don't think you're going to get everyone else. I think you're going to yes. get them dealing with what the universe is like after the after this has happened. Now, we're starting to get into the speculation Is, it, is everyone cleared the decks? We can go right into speculation now. Is that okay? Sure.
1: I just, I just want to do one thing in terms of lines that I really love that I, that I laughed at was the, the three parts uh, when the Guardians show up uh, it, to confront Iron Man and, and Doctor Strange. It's like, I have one question where is Gamora? I've got, well, I'll do you one better. Who is Gamora? <laughs> I'll do you one better.
2: Why is Gamora?
1: <laughs> I think I laughed harder at that line than anybody else in the theater. And then my one, like, quiet fist pumping moment, like, I think I was the only one to do it, was when the Battle of Wakanda begins, when. Uh, T'Challa shouts Wakanda forever And everybody charges and you just got the two Armies running at each other when it pulls Out and you just see Captain America And Black Panther running so much Faster than everybody yes, else yes. And they're just like leagues ahead of everybody Else and they just dive into the like the
0: outright, Like the space dogs together That was great Makes that you feel better. Awesome. My 12-year-old daughter turned to me and goes, Daddy, they're faster than everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then
1: the moment when Bucky picks up Rocket Raccoon and spin, and they're spinning around.
3: <laughs> yes. the it was awesome. And he wants his arm. That was awesome. Yeah. He wants yeah. his arm. <laughs> how much for the eye? It's not for sale. And he, and, <laughs> no,
1: how much for the for the gun? Not for sale. How much for the arm? And Bucky walks away. He's like, "I'll get
0: that gun." <laughs> no, he said. I think he said, "I'll, I'll get that arm." I'll get that, I'll get arm. that
2: arm. Yeah. yeah. I was, oh And he
3: had God. the eyeball. He
2: had yeah. Yeah. Oh, the thing with the eyeball. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't put that in your head. I had to shove it up my. And then they move on to the next thing. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: All right, Rob. Take us into speculation.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, uh, we have no idea what Avengers Part Four is going to be called. Uh, Kevin Feige has said that the title will partly be a spoiler, so I'm assuming like. Avengers Disassembled, or Avengers, uh, you know, that kind of thing, or Avengers, this is it, the last one, we mean it, or Avengers Downey's too expensive. I mean, I don't know what they're going to call it, but (laughs) I, I think it's a safe bet that some of the Avengers of our core team are going to die. What I want to see, I, okay. If they're going to kill off somebody, and you're going to assume that they are, because it's got to have some emotional weight to it beyond just Gamora dying. And I think, I actually think Gamora's is dead. I actually don't think they're going to bring her back. But, but okay. All right, whatever. All right, yeah, <laughs> no, okay. uh, raise the Skywalker. Uh, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I haven't been proven wrong yet. <laughs> I, I think, and this again, this is more what I want. If, if they're going to kill one of the core three, which I would, or I guess we can all agree are, are Cap, Iron Man, and Thor, um, I want to see Iron Man die, not Captain America, and here's why. Because Captain America, to me, I think the, the thing that makes Captain America in the comics, and so f- not as much in the movies, but, but they're getting there, is that Captain America just doesn't give up. Unless he is unconscious, he does not give up. Even when he's facing, like, Batman. He is like, I'm just going to keep fighting until I have literally no more way to move. And so I do not believe that Captain America would ever retire. I don't believe it. I don't believe that, that to me that's not the character. So the only way you get rid of Captain America is if you kill him off. And I don't want to see him killed off. I, Chris and I have talked about this on Superman Movie Minute. I think Chris Evans as Captain America is the second greatest piece of superhero casting in the history of the genre. We all know what the first one is. Uh yep. and I do not Jennifer want to... Gardner Electra? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> I do not want to see uh Captain America die. And so to me yeah. I'm like if you've got to kill one of them off and you might even need to kill more than one, but if you're going to kill one off, why not kill off the guy that started it, which is Tony Stark? Why not have Tony die? You can have Don Cheadle take over as War Machine. Um, I just don't want to see that. Again, I, I think emotionally it makes the most sense for Cap to die, but I just don't want to see it. I, that To me, it would be too heavy and too dark to see that. But at the same time, if Chris Evans really wants out, there's no other way to do it. Because like I said, I don't believe Captain America could ever retire. So, you know, would they have the guts to maybe kill all three? I don't know. And then, like, who were the Avengers at that point? Is it Spider-Man, Captain, Captain Marvel, and Doctor Strange and Valkyrie? I'd, I'd see that movie. I mean, you know, so I don't know. But that's I, – I, I feel like they're going to kill Cap, but I don't want him to kill Cap.
3: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, I, that, I was afraid they were going to kill him in this one, to be honest. And I thought if you kill him in this one, he can come back. If they kill him in the next one, he's probably not coming back. Uh, but the, you know, of course, everybody always brings up, well, you got two replacement Captain Americas <laughs> in your yep, movie series right already because you got Bucky and Falcon uh, right yeah, there in the series. So as, the, as, as Tracy would say, they ain't Chris Evans. <laughs> I oh, I know. I, I mean, I don't I, I if to be honest with you, I mean, Captain America is my gateway to all things, Marvel, I mean, at first I used to call these movies Captain America and those other guys, you know, I mean to be, I mean, it, and that was kind of a joke, but I mean he's my favorite Marvel character uh, one of my favorite characters, period and so, yeah, I do not want to see Chris Evans die, I do not want to, I want to see them, at one point he said he would, he would do these movies as long as they ha- asked him to, and ask him people, if, if, <laughs> if he's sticking to that, don't kill him, I don't really want to see any of the main guys die I, I you know they can they can be they can kind of say you know i'm i'm with you that they you can't really come up with a good reason why cap would retire but you know just just have them off screen you know just have them off doing something else and say Will you guys be the Avengers now or something? Right. Do if, that. If Evans... Just like the comics have.
2: Right. If if Evans is tired of doing it, give him a couple of years off. Don't make it... I mean, you have more than enough characters to produce Marvel movies, but just don't kill him off. Bring him back every three or four years. That's all. He, yeah. I mean, I can see why he doesn't want to just do these, because he directed a movie uh, a couple of years ago. I mean, he's clearly got other ambitions, and so... Like if he's ti- if he's if he's not totally tired of doing it, but he just doesn't want to be doing it all day and all night, which I can understand, uh, because as as him and I both know, it's hard to be in that level of shape. I mean, give him a couple of years <laughs> off. I uh,
0: I think uh, I think Evans and um, Robert Downey Jr. Are both dead because as you you guys have already said, it, they don't retire. There, there's no way to do a global threat movie. Where Captain America doesn't step in and try and help out, it just doesn't happen. Um, it or it doesn't make sense. So I and, and Evans, he said he wants to quit acting. These are the only things he's still doing in the realm of acting. Downey has been a, a ticking clock for a long time. I think it's sort of like you know, they probably agreed to, to go out together. Like you know, I don't want to make these movies without you, you know, Robert, and I don't want to make these movies without you, Chris. So I think those two are dead, and I think Thor is actually going to be your guy who doesn't die, who goes out in space and comes back every few years. I think he's going to go out and find his Asgardian people, his ha- you know, and, and be their leader for the half of the Asgardians and try and rebuild them and make a bunch of Asgardian babies. Um, but I think that's how that's going to wrap up with those three.
1: I'm I'm with Chris in that I don't want to see any of them die because I like these characters. Um, I do think we will see these. I do think we will see all three of the big three. Written out in some way Shape or form Um, Thor will be the one that I miss the least um, Just because I haven't been Satisfied with his his He's had great Moments but I just haven't been satisfied Really with the movie version of the character Um, I do think we will See him get his hammer back at some point In the fourth one I don't know how But I think we'll see him reunited with Mjolnir Or Meow Meow Um, (laughs) in, In terms Of finding a way to end the story of steve rogers there's one kind of visual thing that i i kind of have a feeling we're gonna get and i don't know if it will be permanent i don't know if it will be a way of killing him or just retiring him it might just be a flash of something and it gets undone but for some reason in the fourth one i think we are going to see steve rogers lose the super soldier serum and basically aged to what his body would naturally look like as a 70 pound, 110 year old man or whatever he would be or something like that. Jamie and I think we we'll see that. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. He'll be played by Jamie Farr. And, and I think we'll get a moment like that and maybe, maybe he'll live, but just without the power, he can't, he can't keep Captain America on anymore. Um, Maybe That'll just be a result of what he does. I don't know, for some reason I I have that visual in my head And I think we're going to see something like that Um, at, At the same time, like I, th- I think this might be the end for him. I hope it's not, because I agree with everything you guys said about Chris Evans. I want him to keep playing this character, and I want to see more Captain America movies like that are more like the first and second Captain America. I, as much as Civil War was had all these fan service things that I loved, I want to see just a great Captain America adventure again. Um, but if he can't do it, I want the legacy to, to carry on, so I would be okay with Sebastian Stan picking up the mantle of Captain America And having Bucky be a replacement Cap um, so more, the, so, more the, so the Assassin, the, not Falcon Yeah, I don't like Falcon as Captain America Because I'm horribly racist um, no, <laughs> I, no, it's because I like Falcon as Falcon I've always liked that character as is It's from the Mego commercials Falcon, that great black superhero um, No, he, he's his own thing I, I like the idea of Bucky of this particular version taking up that mantle because it's a different play on america it's instead of the the greatest generation the best of america this is an america that has some blood on its hands that's done some shady shit that it it needs to atone for this would be a captain america that needs to redeem himself with what it by carrying the shield and what that means i think you could have a really interesting movie there So that would be Cap
2: sacrificed so much for Bucky in the previous movie. So thematically, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. um, In terms of Iron Man, I guess it makes sense to kill him off because he was the one who kind of started this whole thing. I again, I don't want to see any of these characters killed, but I do think they will find a way of writing them off, and we will see the end for those big three, possibly the Hulk too. But yeah, in terms of other things Going on um, I think we will, like they've said Hawkeye is going to be at a big part We know that Ant-Man and the Wasp The actors, Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly Filmed stuff for the Avengers movie So they will be in it Um, Now I don't like To what capacity, who knows Um, But I'm going back to my thing I think Gamora comes back I think getting her out of the Soul Stone Or revealing that she's still in there um, will be a big part. I think Dr. Strange's last lines to Tony is like this was the only way. Um, I think he there he's got there's a backdoor program in there or they had in order out of the 14,600, you know, whatever futures that he saw where they lost, there was one where they won. And I think it was a, a situation where they had to lose the battle in order to win the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the next one will involve some timey wimey, uh, dimension hopping or time travel elements. And for that, I think I told Shag about this earlier. I think the fourth one is going to be called Avengers Forever. Mm. I can see that.
0: Okay. That's okay. Cool. I think Rob's got it right with Avengers disassembled. Actually, could now be? that you now that you said that, and it'd he's saying the name is a spoiler. Uh, and that has such a, uh, a that 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 phrase. If you're not familiar with Avengers history in the comics, I mean that was a big deal. The Avengers disassembled storyline, which created the new Avengers. Um, that I think that's probably it. But I think you're right, uh, Ryan, about uh, Gamora coming back. But did it, did ever I, don't, I lost track though? Did everyone get to go around about the no? Siskoid. Siskoid. Okay. go. i got th- I've got four
4: predictions. Okay. The first one about the Avengers is pretty much, I think, Ryan has it or everybody sort of uh, that whatever happens, however they're written out, uh, Captain America... Bucky becomes Captain America. We can get another Iron Man, uh, possibly. I mean, I, I don't, I don't much like War Machine, so I'm looking to Black Panther's sister, okay, as as a new Iron Man or as a new a new person to wear an armor because she's already kind of that in that Tony Stark mm. kind of. Yeah. Um, and so whatever happens, the core Avengers and really the core Avengers are from the movies, and the core Avengers from. Uh, the the first iterations in the comics themselves are going to be the, the the team that undoes whatever. That goes back to Thanos and uses the stones to reverse the 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 whole the problem. Now that's my my that's my prediction for Avengers. My prediction but and then it goes on. For Ant-Man, small prediction, it ends with Hank Pym turning to dust and that, you know, that's mm. how we know where it fits in the in the timeline. For Gamora, we have to look not to the next Avengers, but in the next Guardians, because at the end of Guardians 2, the teaser was the creation of Adam Warlock. That's what we saw. And Adam Warlock wears that soul stone in the comics. So it's going to be about... Gamora being in the stone, and the stone finding its way to Adam Warlock's head, and from there maybe maybe she exists as a ghost. Maybe she can be projected out, or however she was reincarnated, uh, or resurrected in in the books. I'm not sure, but uh, it'll be part of that Adam Warlock story where Warlock is perhaps a villain or an antagonist at first, and then becomes one of the Guardians. You know, so Gamora's story, or the you know the, the search for spock with gamora is, is gonna be in the volume three and hey, then my three. and then my yeah and my fourth prediction is about steven spielberg's black hawk movie uh <laughs> because of, yeah because i think this movie kind of killed the possibility of seeing a war wheel in,
3: in oh, the black hawk movie. oh.
4: Because there's war, wheels in this, and you know, yeah, it was like, oh my god, war wheels! Damn, they just smoked Spielberg.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Could I, I have, very well be. I have one more prediction to make. Okay. I, I thought of this earlier and I forgot it. If if you want Cap to go out in a poetic way, he doesn't die. If there's timey wimeyness involved, maybe he doesn't miss that date. Mm. Oh wow. And Cap, he spent his time here, so there's nothing messing up. He was an Avenger, but he somehow gets trapped back in time. He gets with Peggy, and then Bucky can become Captain America, and then Chris will be happy. (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh, I, like, I kind of like that. I give Haley Atwell, get Haley Atwell one less bite at the apple too. That would be really
3: because she yeah. doesn't want to spend eternity with Haley Atwell anyway, right? Right. So, yeah. uh, well, you
0: know, when 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 Steve died, one of the ways he came, the way he came back to life was there was a bunch of time hopping, right? Because Batman did the same thing at the same time, but right. there was time hopping, so that would mm-hmm. sort of fit. Um, so now that everyone's given their big. Guesses on the big threes. I, I do have some more thoughts on, on the movie, the, the fourth one, because I, I just recently reread the Infinity Gauntlet comic book, which is, you know, th- this movie was sort of Thanos Quest and Infinity Gauntlet combined, and then about halfway through, about to issue two or three. And then the rest of Infinity Gauntlet comic may have some bearing on the next movie. Probably not. I mean, these are only very loosely based on it. But one of the things that did happen in the Infinity Gauntlet comic was Nebula was tortured by thanos and then after thanos kills everybody uh kills you know half the universe nebula actually gets the infinity gauntlet in the comic and she's the one who brings everybody back she says i want everything to be the way it was 24 hours ago and everybody in the universe comes back so using nebula to be part of that getting the gauntlet would sort of make a lot of sense. Again, she was tortured. She's really broken up about Gamora. She wants to kill Thanos. Um, I think, and Ryan and I have talked about this, I think the whole linchpin is Gamora. I think Gamora has to come back in the next movie, and the minute she comes back, suddenly Thanos was never uh, worthy of getting the Soul Stone, and then everything gets undone that way. Because mm. if he never got the Soul Stone, he could have never killed everybody. So I think, you know, it could be that Nebula ends up bringing Gamora back, or it could be a timey wimey where they're doing a bunch of jumping. But I think I think that somehow Nebula will play a role in that, and I think Gamora is the linchpin to undoing everything.
3: That's yeah, the
1: fact that the fact that Nebula is still standing definitely points to something like that.
3: Yeah, and plus Iron Man had to have some way to get back to Earth. <laughs> so she, she's the only other person there beside on Titan besides Tony.
4: <laughs> but Nebula, the big hero of
0: Avengers Four? Mm. Not, not the big hero, but she plays a role in getting the Gaunt. She wasn't the hero in this in, in fact, if any gauntlet, she went crazy. She then became the big bad they had to take mm. down. Okay. But I, I I don't think she'd be the hero, but I think there's a moment where she could be pivotal pivotal to the changing of the direction of the film. Okay. Yeah.
2: I'm all for giving Karen Gillan as much screen time as possible
0: <laughs> yeah, Hell to the even in um, Even in the
1: blue makeup I'm, I'm still okay with it You kind of teased it Any, any chance that we actually see Steve Rogers Lift Thor's hammer uh, 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 Please
3: Please come on That people.
1: would be when I... friggin amazing Him hitting Thanos with Thor's
2: hammer Holy mother of god That would be <laughs> so amazing
3: yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for that, that, and and somebody to actually say Avengers Assemble for the last like you know ten years. So I mean, please, come on. They don't they don't say in the movies, really. They've never said Avengers Assemble. Cap almost says it at the end of. Oh yeah, yeah. Age of Ultron. Age of
1: Ultron. They cut it right. Uh, he says Avengers, yeah. and he opens it, like you hear him like inhale to take it, to say the word, right. and it cuts oh, to
3: funny. I never noticed that at the, at the base. That. Yeah. There, yeah.
1: There's one thing I'd love to see them do in the
2: fourth movie, and they can't do it because of production reasons, but I, I would just love to see it, and I'm just – with why, why not bring it up here? Would be some scene, obviously, where they're tripping through space, and you could have them – some of the characters clearly like ripping through time, or we're seeing glimpses of the future, glimpses of alternate timelines, glimpses of just little things, and they don't have to have any – Coherent sense, it could just be little images. I would love to see cameos of like a dozen different Marvel characters that they own, like a live action Namor, a live action, you know what I mean? Speedball. Now, now, you could, well, let's not go crazy, but I mean, I mean, like, I mean, you couldn't, you could, you can't do it because you'd have to have all those actors cast and you'd have to already, I mean, logistically, although if anybody could do it, it would be Marvel. But I would love to just see, just to kind of almost like just see these little things of saying, hey, look, who's that in the background? You know, oh, look, it's 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 the Squadron Supreme, you know, it's like just these right. little things. <laughs> That's that exactly
0: you, who I just thought if of. If you yeah. wanted
2: to pick up that thread, you could and just say, oh, look, well, you know what? With the Silver Surfer did appear in the background in minute 156 of Avengers 4, just some little things <laughs> like that it would be like, show us the Baxter building, like just something
1: little thing like mm. that. So, I'm, I'm so, so they're gonna, they're gonna reveal where has Hawkeye been? He was in California with Tigra, Wonder Man, Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, K-Zar, uh Yeah, there you
2: go. That, <laughs> Shanna the She Devil. Uh, everybody, get the Inhumans in there. Why not?
0: So I do have, a, I do have a new Hawkeye theory, real quick here. Okay, so what if Hawkeye shows up? Yeah, well, first, let me back up and say, this is a m- minor spoiler, I guess. There is some information about Jeremy Renner being seen on the set of filming Infinity War 4, whatever you want to call it, uh, Infinity Crusade, um, where he's in, in a different costume. Mm-hmm. And the speculation is he'll be playing Ronin. For those of you who didn't read New Avengers, uh, Hawkeye was a member of the New Avengers in disguise for a long time. He was playing a ninja character for a while, and then it was revealed he was actually Ronin. Um, I think it'd be cooler if he shows up in Ant Man and Wasp, which one explains why he's not in Infinity War, and that makes me feel better. Uh, and then he shows up in the, the, the next movie as freaking Goliath. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so wasn't he Goliath? Was it Goliath, or what did they he call He was Goliath yeah. during the kree Scroll War. Yeah, yeah would yeah. that be freaking awesome if he shows up as Goliath?
3: Pretty well. Well, they got they got Bill Foster. They got you know. Yep. There's that new trailer that came out yesterday where they're comparing how big they get. So oh, well, you know. I haven't <laughs> seen that yet.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Speaking of the Ant-Man and Wasp trailer. I I've, see, I've seen like so many reactions, and people are like, "Why doesn't it like Why doesn't it deal with Infinity War? It makes no sense for this movie not to address like It's like because Infinity War came out six minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> like there are people like uh, like there are people who haven't seen that movie yet, even though it's shattering all these box office records. There are people who haven't seen Infinity War yet, and this the trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp might be attached to that movie. Do you really want the teaser to say, "By the way, half of humanity has been has been." <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) 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 Why would they talk about The the end of this uh, movie
2: between, Between Wonder Woman appearing in Justice League A couple of months after her movie And Black Panther appearing in this movie after Black Panther We have conditioned young moviegoers To think you can get sequels in three months <laughs> like try and tell somebody old try and tell somebody younger in my day we had to wait three years between star wars movies you'd be like wait, what did you ride right. dinosaurs to school what the hell are you talking about that's
0: insane
2: <laughs> uh, I, I do we have anything else we want we should wrap this up we've been talking for a long time is there anything else we want to say about avengers infinity war great movie
3: yep Great! I, I'm gonna go see it again. I, I the first time I saw it, I, I told you guys there was something weird going on uh, with it, and it was uh, everything that was red was orange. It was really distracting, but it was it was such a good movie that I got into it and I didn't care. But I made damn sure the next night I went and saw it again, and I saw it in 3D to make up for it. So it was, it's good. <laughs> the 3D is good. If you haven't seen it in 3D, there's some really cool 3D moments. The depth. Of the 3D kind of adds to it Because there's so much going on So you can kind of like Take it all in a little bit better So I really enjoyed it
1: Oh one more thing On the on the predictions for the next one My wife thinks uh, Avengers 4 Is going to be called Avengers The Left Behind <laughs> Oh no <laughs> you, got, you got Carrie Coon in there right Isn't that the tie in yeah. or,
2: or Avengers Rapture Yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> Well, I said I think this movie is way better than it had any right to be, and uh, the, this achievement that Marvel has—this th- is just unlike anything we've ever seen. And I, I really cannot wait for part two. Uh, that is just—it's just, just going to be amazing. And so they've done an amazing job, and so. Uh, this is great, I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it We haven't been uh, all assembled like this in, in quite a long time So, And it was great to be able to be so For positive. good reason Yeah, very, yeah exactly <laughs> we were, Much like Marvel, we were able to uh, get all the get over all the contracts And all the riders that we have And all the different problems <laughs> we have And uh, guaranteed that in the next uh, episode that we do all of us together One of us will die, uh, that I will guarantee yep.
0: so. Rob, and I, Rob and I's contracts are up I mean, we've, we've been here since the beginning So yeah, there's it could go at any moment. (laughs) It's gonna be (laughs) Rob. Anyway,
2: I do get thirty million a podcast. It's true. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why he does so many. uh, That's right.
2: That's right. You know, this will be my final thing. Like I said, how, I, how Avengers makes me want to read Marvel Comics. This movie makes me want to do a Marvel Comics podcast. Like, just pick up random Marvel comics from the 70s and 80s and just do a podcast about them. I just want to immerse myself in that crazy world again. So
4: that's how much I'm going to
0: do I think you need him on FW Team Up.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I get to do a uh, you know half, half and half almost. When's the new season of Mountain Comics coming out? Uh, yeah, there, you've got that too. Uh, that will be coming out at
2: the end of this month, and it will start with a Marvel comic. So there you go. There you go.
4: Perfect. There you cool. go.
2: All right, everybody. Well, thanks, you. Thanks everybody, for coming on. This was a blast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is super exciting. We're not going to promote our shows. You all know where the shows are, fireandwaterpodcast.com. That's where all our stuff is. So, uh, again, that's going to do it. Everybody, go see Avengers Infinity War if you haven't already, and we've ruined it for you. Go see it anyway. Uh, and uh, I don't know And then maybe we'll we'll reconvene To go for uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Probably not, but maybe, you know, who knows and,
1: uh, <laughs> At the very we're least not plugging, We're not plugging our shows
0: Because this is why we need to renegotiate our contracts <laughs> I love how Rob's just making these decisions for us Way to go, Steve Rogers <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: We're going to wrap it up here Thanks everybody for listening And uh, we will see you all later Bye Fire, fire
0: and water, assemble
3: Farewell, morons. <laughs> Stand a little
2: straighter, walk a little prouder, be an innovator, laugh
4: a little louder, Go around the crater. We can show you how to,
0: and when will you be then? You belong, you belong, you belong, you belong to the very marble marching society.
4: March along, march along, march along to the song of the
1: merry Marble Marching Society. If you growl, if you groan, with the dour sour up the we'll If you howl, if you moan, you can lose your sour throat. But we'll keep me trim and in step with the thin and step of the merry. a little wiser.
0: Try to be judicious. Be
2: a good advisor.
0: Never ever vicious. And where will you be then? Face front.
4: Lift your head. You're on the winning team.
1: You'll belong,
3: you'll belong, you'll belong, you'll belong to the merry Marble Mars. March along, march along, march along to the song of the Merry Marble Marching Society. If you growl, if you groan, and your score is nearly zero, do not howl, do not moan, you
0: can be a superhero marching right along to the Viking song of the Merry Marble.
3: Be an innovator, (laughs) laugh a little louder, grow forever greater, we
2: can show you how.